ready, man? <laughs> oh, nice. Go uh, uh-huh. up. Oh, God. It's, it's Candace. Yeah. What you know about going out? Head west. This is not, this is not going to be the new Friday song. I, oh, what? Oh, I approve. This is a great all right, all right, one. Fine, it's the new Friday song. Because I, I, I finally had the idea for one, but I didn't get a chance to record it in time. But okay, this can, this can be the... Uh, so, fun fact, this is very high on Thomas and I's final list to be introduced to at the wedding. Yes. <laughs> very high. Anyway. Alex, did you, did you invite Bethany to the wedding? Mm-hmm. She did. Of course I did. I, I, I wasn't sure. I had. You guys are at the same table. For now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, right. it's a 16-person table, so. Dang. All right, I so uh, I just watched the funniest TikTok ever. It was Josh falling off the roof it's that he had funny. on the left. La- <laughs> it's funny now because his leg is not in a million right. pieces. Right, right, right. Can you... Are, have you posted that anywhere? No. Are you going to? I probably could, I guess. Once it heals. I have to ask him for in, in the meantime. Too soon. Um, can you, I, so I've seen this. Can you discuss, Can you tell Alex what it looked like, what happened? Alex, this was great. This this would actually get oh. me on TikTok. I'll have to go find it so I can watch it too. I'll, I'll send it to you right now. Look, what happened was he was going <laughs> to climb the ladder onto the roof because he wanted to trim dead branches off the tree that's in our front yard sure. because it we just got a new roof and he doesn't want it to interfere with that whatever well he's climbing the ladder onto the roof and it the, the bottom of the ladder slips on the asphalt <gasps> on the driveway and oh. so he starts going down with it and the only thing that saved him, because his leg went through the rungs of the ladder, oh God. the only thing that saves him is that he grabs the, the eaves trough on his way down. Like, had he not grabbed that to stop his momentum, his leg would be in a million pieces. Oh, my. So that's one of my fears. If I mean, not that I'm up on ladders all the time, but... As it happens, the maintenance department delivered me a brand new ladder just this morning, and I was going to use it later today. <laughs> well, and I, I keep saying, I'm like, do not, because he gets on the roof all the time. Like, Ugh. there was one time I came home, and Maddie's just, like, chilling in the living room by herself, and she was, like, nine, six, nine months old. And he's on the roof. I'm like, first of all, don't leave, <laughs> don't leave her unattended. Second of all. Don't climb a ladder when somebody else is at home because if you fall or something happens, that's true. you're just going to be left for dead until one of us gets home. And so this was exactly the the instance where I go, this is why we don't climb ladders unless somebody else is home because had you fallen and I wasn't home, this is why women live longer than men. God love him. Like oh. I love the fact that he wants to do everything himself. I love yes. that. So I, but I, it's. I, I have, a, I have a lot of questions here. Um, Alex, the video is from what? The, the doorbell? It's like the, our garage ring cam. Okay. So, oh, God. Um, Bethany and Maddie were both out there. Um, what What was Maddie attempting to say? Was she concerned for her for her dad? <laughs> so he goes down and she goes, Dada, Dada, are you okay? Did she say that? Aww. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you went over to him, what was his first reaction? Um, I think he was just in shock and kind of, he didn't move quickly. He kind of just rolled over into a seated position and slowly... Uh, examined the mobility of his foot and ankle and leg because 
I assumed that it was broken at that mm. point, but he could move it. And then I was like, okay. And he just kind of like stood up and started walking. And I'm like, okay. But it the ankle did swell up. So we had to ice it all night and give him lots of Advil to make sure that he could function. Today. Is he limping? He's got to no, be limping. No. Good for him. Tough guy. He's, he's a tough cookie. He's, he's a tough cookie. Alex vanished. I don't know why she went away. Most guys I know are kind of pussies about that, but... Uh, I'm kind of one. I'm kind I, of... I could see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it depends what it is. Yeah. But I mean, is it is it like... Because you're, you're a sissy and you want your mama, or it's because oh, no. you have like this hypochondriac... Like it's, it's more You're going to make it worse than it is just it's, in your own head. It's more... I don't want... My, I don't say, well, my mom... I don't do that. Well, not literally, but like. No, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's just it's. Wh- I dated somebody that was like that. It's like whining, they were yeah horrible. Uh, I don't know why Alex went away. Hopefully, she comes back. Um, the Josh. What, uh, what else are you gonna ask about the Josh? Thing? Is that cricket in my ear or is it behind me? It's behind you. It's outside. There's no crickets in the studio. Hello, sir. Maybe just. Maybe just from the listeners. Those are those are our, that's our audience. Oh, you know why? Because the door's open. Because yes. there's a frozen tundra in here. That's why. Okay. What else would I want to ask you about? Josh falling something this weekend. Did you did you help him into the house? Welcome back. <laughs> um, oh, I, I did. I did. Um, had what you were afraid of happened. So I'm good with like Maj reminded Maj told me the other day that she went to the morgue, Alex. And she said it smelled Why? bad. Why would you ever go there? It's the health department. She's okay. Not everybody's she healthy to... and they die. Sure. So, I think she does an opiate fatality report too. Oh, and there's okay. a, there's an alert sense. in our area. So she said, she said it smells bad. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, well yeah. Duh. She, <laughs> chemicals. She, that's what she thought. I was going to say dead bodies. Yes. I'm thinking formaldehyde and like all the other chemicals yeah, you I, need I, to preserve a body. I was more on the nope. line with dead bodies. Like flesh. But, <laughs> so there's very little when it comes to gruesome things and gore that I'm, I have an issue with. I'm good with just about everything. I have one thing that goes up there with band-aids and my other fear, which I can't think of right now. Compound <laughs> fractures. Oh. Where, where like things are turned in directions they don't. They shouldn't go. You know what? Here's the here's, a bone sticking out of flesh. Here's the thing: I cannot watch like gymnastics videos and stuff. Ah, that people, I I yeah. know it's coming, and I cannot watch it. But I'm really good at like crisis mode. So if it happens to me or someone I'm around, or like you know a friend, family member, whatever, like I can crisis mode and flip my mind to like just not even pay attention and just go straight into like first aid or you know what what do we have to do but if i'm just like absorbing content and i see it it <laughs> it's gruesome yeah it's awful like i can't i i know it's coming and i just i can't look i can't look can i can i do a pop culture topic before and then we'll slide into what you wanted to alex and i, I have a I, there, that's sure i wanted to ask bethany about this as, as well and this kind of goes with the gruesome um I try. I keep, keep trying to remind myself, like we did it earlier this week, Alex. Like, like, don't let one story turn into a mega chorus of people. But apparently, you don't watch Game of Thrones stuff, do you? I saw like part of the last <laughs> season. That was it. Okay, Alex. 
there yes. were there were some complain complaints and concerns that there wasn't a T word warning about the birth uh, part of episode one, and I can only ask: Are these people new to the Game of Thrones universe? Um, you weren't turning on a family sitcom. So I, I just wanted to run that by you. And I, I get it. Maybe somebody, like, lives have changed since the last time that show has been on the air. And, and maybe somebody has dealt with something traumatic. But the show was still going to be what it was before your traumatic incident. Um, Was that for me? Yes. Oh. I'm sorry. My work phone rang. Um, yeah, something about Game of Thrones. I missed it all. Sorry. I mean, I, I thought that... <laughs> I, I didn't terrible. watch Game of Thrones, but I know from people that have talked about it and hearing about the show that mm-hmm. it's like, don't think you're not going to get language and sex and worse and nudity and violence and blood and gore. Like they, all the, those things oh. are part of that show. So why wouldn't this one be like that? Alex, okay. there, were, there were complaints about the uh, first ever C-section. Um, really? Yeah. People wanted a trigger warning, which is ridiculous. Uh, well. Maybe a trigger warning, maybe just a dismemberment trigger warning, like maybe included in like, because there was a lot of um, dismemberment too. This was specifically about the birthing scene. Well, I have a question about the scene when Damon was out in the city cutting everybody's arms off. Did they cut out somebody's butthole? I believe they castrated that person. I couldn't tell what it was. Like I couldn't tell what it was when they cut it off and then put it on the table because the camera cut to it and yeah. they were showing his behind and i'm like did they cut his butthole no they cut they they cut his dick off uh, uh <laughs> theon the style theon style yeah, yeah. so that, like th- i don't want to call i don't ever want to be that person that is older than other people and saying you're soft and sensitive and the world is you know get off my lawn bullshit but I just can't gather how you were any kind of Game of Thrones fan, which Bethany is n- is not, and right. still know the, the level of violence and gore happening. <laughs> and I and I get it. Maybe somebody had an awful pregnancy between the the end of uh, season eight and now, but still, you know what you're tuning in for and what you could what you could see. I agree. I think that I mean I struggle with the scenes, and there's been a couple films that have this kind of scene, like. You know what? Even in Game of Thrones, like I struggle with the rape scenes and I am not someone that is a survivor of a sexual assault. Um, oh, yeah. It's still, you know, but bothers it's, them it's, to watch. As a, right. It, there was one film years ago. I want to say it was like Last Cabin on the Left or something like that. And there was a scene in that and I was I had to turn it off like I couldn't keep watching it. But Game of, I, I felt like this new episode was scaled down. Like I didn't think there was enough. Like I didn't think there was enough HBO style like porn in it, and I mean um, I heard a I lot of people was, really like it, so it was, I thought I it was know. tempered. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Like if we were doing a scale here, and Game of Thrones was like eight or nine on violence and gore, like this this was like six or seven with due to some fancy camera tricks because they very easily could have shown the actual castration. Yes, they could have, and they did not. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But I back to our conversation about, like, um, compound fractures. I just don't even watch. Like, if, if we're watching something yeah. or if I feel like something is happening and it could go bad very quickly, yep, I, 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 close, I close my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and during the Olympics, when they stick those landings, I usually don't see them. You know? Because of 
femur could hop out of flesh. Yep. Yeah, and I just can't. It's terrifying. Um, Bethany, I always forget this, uh, but you did attend a a place of higher education. What was the little dance school you went to? It was a little dance school. It was called Point Park <laughs> University, and it was, it was in Pittsburgh. It was a little dance school. Um, sure. Okay. You were paid to go there, right? I mean, I got scholarship to go there. Do you have college debt? I did. It's been up, paid up, off. Up into, okay. Okay. Nice. Oh, this is perfect. Well, I'm just going to let you two have a conversation because <laughs> Bethany, uh, Bethany's turning red right now, Alex. No, no I'm kidding. You know no. What? You know what? I made the choice to pay the maximum amount every month and live very poor in my 20s. You're still poor. I'm still poor. <laughs> I was even poor and I paid it off and I was very fortunate enough to have only a few tens of thousands of dollars of debt instead of hundreds of thousands like most people now. They're doctors. Well, but I am I am fully in support of people getting help with their student loans because mine's paid off, but that doesn't mean that someone else and the the price tag for college is a lot different now than mm-hmm. even when I went yeah. to school. So I'm like, you know what? Help them out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me, but people need help. That's the, and Alex, I'm going to let you drop in just this one. Anybody that's older and said, I, I wish they would have done that for me. Well, your education was likely a lot cheaper because the cost of college goes up a lot every year. I, I feel like there's, there's going to be a fair amount of people that are going to say that, that are going to respond in that way. I think I remember my brother and his wife paying like in the 500s a month. Um, and I think there's, but my brother also got like almost a full ride. So neither right. of them had as much to pay off as I did because I was a little, um, intellectually challenged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not, You're that's not intellectually challenged. <laughs> you just maybe didn't put your efforts toward your you know, ad- academic journey. All the classes I failed, I had to pay for those and the ones that I repeated. So yeah. <laughs> like I have a lot of money to be paying back. And I mean, we talk about this all the time on the show because I'm in a phase in my life where I'm looking to buy a home and I need a new car and my credit score is drastically affected by my student loans and my debt to income ratio is drastically affected by my student loans. Even though I make more, I don't say I make more than your average. Maybe I do. Eric, what would you say? What, more than your average? Maybe average. More than your average. More than your average in Ohio, in our area, I think. Um, I, as far as my income, I would say if we're, t- I always forget what average and median is different, but I would say that you're sure. likely comfortably above both. So, and I still wasn't able to do those like basic, those American dream things. And so this right. moment is, it was, uh, and Eric knows this. I mean, when Biden made his announcement on Wednesday, I was still a little calm because I didn't, I graduated a while ago and I consolidated my loans. And we also talk about how challenging the system is to deal with in general. I didn't know if I had any Pell Grants. I couldn't remember. I said, you know, I know that there were some awards that I never had to go online and accept when you have to accept your loans. I know that there were some that I didn't have to go online and accept. I just don't remember how, like, I don't know what they were. And I finally figured it out today. And I did, I was the recipient of a Pell Grant, a fair amount nice. of Pell Grants. Yes. And so I'm like, this is amazing. Now, this doesn't cut my debt in half, but it gets me very close to cutting my debt in half. And then the addition of also changing what we're required to pay per month 
will do something for my debt to income ratio. So this is really making that difference for me. And I never stopped like trying to adapt in my career financially. I don't really know any other way to say that. Of course, I want to take on a better le- a role in the community, but I just really need money. Like, let's be honest, this economy right. is not allowing us to make those altruistic moves you nobody, know what i mean nobody the, nobody can get ahead like that's that's what yes. i'm trying to explain to people i'm like <laughs> our like i'll say our generation people that i know in my 30s early 40s like with there's there's not a getting ahead in life you're right. just surviving and by surviving i mean you find a way of life that is comfortable for you that is like manageable to afford and also comfortable enough that you don't want to you're not waking up like what what am I doing this for like I'm going to work five days Mm -hmm. a week you know eight hours a day nine hours ten hours a day for for what so Mm -hmm. you just you find that sweet spot of and if you if you can to to be quote-unquote comfortable but there's no getting ahead. There's no saving. There's no that, oh, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna put a hundred dollars a month into my savings account. That yeah. doesn't exist. You're yeah. just existing and surviving yeah. on the Literally. amount of money that you're bringing in. There's no saving for later, and that's that's why I say I don't see any anyone around my age ever hitting a retirement situation unless something drastically changes because it's there is no saving for later i mean i started on an ira but it's pennies you know compared to what i should be putting in there because i don't have it it's not coming in and i had a question for you alex because i've heard um i heard some people complaining specifically like you know, African-American communities, Hispanic communities that were mm-hmm. kind of hoping for Biden to, quote unquote, do, do more, as they say, mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. this. And while I I would love to wipe out everyone's student debt, but I feel like this at least is something, mm-hmm. um, maybe a start. But I I'm discouraged about that because I feel like, are you complaining because it's not enough? Are you are you like? Is that valid? Like, how do you feel about that? No, I don't. I don't think that it's valid. I think that I mean, I had a moment where I was a little frustrated with the ten thousand dollars. But then when I started to listen more and I think I listened to the daily today and they were really able to break it down this morning and they said 60 percent of borrowers did receive Pell Grants. So 60 percent of borrowers are getting the full 20,000 cuz i said right. this is a this is kind of a sprinkle. Alex, if i'm not mistaken, people who receive Pell grants are offer are often lower income people as well, right? They are and minority okay. people, yes. So this was that and i also but i also feel like what people aren't taking into consideration is there are loan for like this becomes a moment where nobody's telling you that you have to join the military so you could get free education, but you can go work at a nonprofit or right. you could go into some line of work that you will receive the forgiveness overall, like later on. You know Go- what I mean? There are, right. I think there's government jobs as well. So I think education right. does right. that. Right, and, yeah. and you can go, and you can also look for those employers that do have a loan repayment program um, for those that have an education. So now you're getting your 20,000, right? If we know the majority is receiving the 20,000, you've gotten your 20,000. And you can, you know, and now you have options for the remainder. I had $62,000 in loans and that was on the high end, in my opinion. And 
in my defense, 30 of it was interest, but you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, like I was, I feel like on the higher end, um, and I have some master's level at courses in that, in that balance. So, um, some higher education courses, but, um, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. No, I, I mean, I do feel like it was a little bit of a sprinkle, but I see the majority of what I'm seeing people are kind of, um, they, they're, you know, they're like, it's a sprinkle, but I'll take it. Right. Right. Alex, um, hmm. I'm, I wanted to make a point and follow up from what we've talked about maybe earlier this week. And now knowing that you've been keeping up with the daily insight you've mm-hmm. grabbed from there, um, I'm interested to hear. Um, I have been kind of petrified about this. Yes. Thinking, thinking that um, with people knowing that they're going to have more money in their pocket, they're going to go spend it, which yes. as everybody very basically knows in a very elementary way, well, that, that sounds kind of inflationary. Um, and everywhere I've read, and I don't read the, the radical stuff, whether it's good or bad, everybody's real realistic answer, and we should apply this to more things, everybody's answer, whether there will be inflation, a lot, a little, uh, whether this will help the the future and savings, everybody thinks we have no idea. Like, and that has nothing to do with the unpredictability of the world that we live in. Nobody, yeah. nobody, just nobody knows. So that put me at some ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alex, what have you been hearing in in regards to the 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 ec- the micro and macro economic effect of this? So I heard. And again, going back to the daily, because they did, and I haven't even finished that podcast, and they gave a lot of good information that I was looking for. They said something like 40% of borrowers are going to have their loans wiped out with this, um, which means that they aren't making payments anymore at all. I don't know if they're going to have a lot more money in their pocket, because if they were smart, they were on a pay-as-you-earn program. Like my pay-as-you-earn, I paid like 130 bucks a month. And so now if I'm going to be paying 60 bucks a month, that's not a whole lot more money in my pocket to, I think, make a difference. I though, I mean, and I, I feel a little selfish because I'm not thinking about this too far beyond myself at the moment. But I know if I'm excited about what my mortgage lending opportunities are going to be, I know that there's a hundred more people that are also going to have just as many opportunities and there's going to be less houses for sale. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's my fear. And and like, yes, everybody going, well, it's an extra 40 bucks a month and splurging at Target is not going to. That's a very microscopic short term effect. Exactly what you just described. People doing those big purchases that have gone up in price, especially now. Granted, interest rates are higher now; it's much more expensive. But with everybody of a certain age group who has done, Alex is the example. There are millions of Alexes, Alex and Thomases mm-hmm. out there, and if they all go for houses, just as the housing market is cooling down, it could bump things back up. So yeah. I, I'm glad that you you came across that, and please finish up that podcast because the more information we have, you know, the better decisions we all individually can make in our situations but overall i'm just happy today was a good day like i mean i found out today that i did receive pell grants and so i because i was kind of on edge on if i was going to be in the ten thousand dollar group or the twenty thousand dollar group and a friend of mine said you know very rarely do we ever praise ourselves for being broke but today we do yeah (laughs) you know um what else is i gonna ask oh alex yeah Um, so last night on the date, something very unusual happened. 
What happened? You saw somebody. I know it. And it didn't. I found out about it late, but then I didn't get to hear about it until today. Well, you you should. I, I'm wondering. I wanted to ask you when I was wandering around this morning. I was like, Alex should have known how it went based on my response or lack of response. Because she asked I me last so, night. I guess so, yeah. There you go. So yeah. it was not what I had with a certain person. And maybe that's going to be my problem. I'm never going to find that electricity. Maybe. Um, but there's not much. That I'm, I'm not going to judge long term off of last night. But uh, she paid for me to get in, into the zoo. And that was that was kind. a little. It was very it was very kind and very thoughtful and unusual. And usually, regardless of the circumstances, if I'm out with somebody like that, I'll pay for everything just mm-hmm. because I think it's the, the nice thing to do. And in sure. most cases, I've asked. But that uh, that was uh, not unsettling. Who got there first? Uh, I did, but by like a minute. Oh, because I was going to say, if I had gotten there first, I would be standing there like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I expect for him to pay for me or do I pay for him or do I pay for myself? I'm just going to pay for him too. And then Yeah, that's how I would have done gone. the same thing. I would have just paid and then been like, <laughs> if he wants to give me money, fine. Otherwise, well, I got this. She went to pay like she darted ahead of me to, to pay. Oh. I guess it was like 13 bucks. So nothing enormous. I, I didn't, I should have expected it to be lower because... On Thursday nights, there's not all as many animals out at the zoo. Oh, probably sleeping or getting fed or... Yeah. Um, but I bought her beer, which kind of almost evened us out. And uh, there were a lot of people to see Nate Bargatze, who I'd never heard of. Who is that? What yeah, does he do? Is he a comedian? Yes. Oh. But there were a lot of people out to see him last night. I saw a lot of people posting that they were going to see him. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Interesting. The, there was somebody at Centennial Terrace that I was giving away tickets for a couple weeks ago as well. Like, I, I'm not a comedy person, and I'm sure these people are quite funny. Um, but I don't know who, who any of these people are. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I have the strange... This is now two times in a row I've been at the zoo where I just have a, a thing with a certain animal. I will give you... I will tell you, I stare at this animal, and it oh, give, I know who it is. It gives me complete peace. Alex, would you? Well, since you know, I think she knows. I mean, I have that animal for me, but Beth, what's your animal? Mine's the penguin. Okay. <laughs> love, love, love. Because they're little is and lovable and, jo- and joyful just, like they're you. They're the best. They're the best. What Can anim- I get a hint? Does it have fur? Not in the way that you're thinking. Oh, that throws me off. Uh, yeah. What were you going to guess? I was going to say a red panda. Did we lose Alex? Because I also love a red panda. Uh, the red panda was, uh, as they would say, mood. Because there were not a lot of animals out last night. You know where the red panda is, we have right? A, oh, yeah. No, I've never seen the panda. What? Yeah. He's, I have he, literally never seen the panda. He, she, or it is behind like the bistro. Yeah, um, like behind the barnyard part. And oh. he was... He or she was laying on a branch with all four of its limbs dangling down, like it had a lo- it had, had a long day entertaining a bunch of people, and it ain't and he ain't getting paid overtime for Twilight Thursday. He's great. I thought you were gonna say the tiger that is always, and might I add, scaring the shit out of people because he's always like walking back and Pacing? forth, like yes. roaring. Yes, he, he's you scary. Know what, you know what though? The cheetah. So when the cheetahs were right next to the amphitheater, like yeah. way back. Um, when I was in school, they would pace and it oh. would scare us so bad because they're really like they were enclosed, but the enclosure just didn't seem that great to me. And they would pace right. 
they would pace up and down and it was like during when we would eat lunch in the cafes Scary. right there and i'm like they're hungry <laughs> like let me, let, let me spin it another way maybe they're stressed maybe they need some some animal therapy i'm sure but they also looked hungry uh, yeah the pacing freaks people out so the animal that I, I am just mesmerized by into into inner peace, the vultures. <laughs> really? Stop it. The vultures. The vultures. Why? Because they're birds of prey? Like, what? Because what they, about it? Because they are stoic and bold and, like, unflappable. Mm, that's now, true. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, I, could see I, that. I guess the eagles are like that too. That you pass when you walk up the stairs mm-hmm. to go across the road. Yeah. Um, but the vultures, which is kind of on the way to the monkeys, I had seen them. They were built a new spot. But the first time I saw them in the summertime, they were lower. They didn't have as many perches. And I just stared at these dudes, and I'm like, I res- like mad respect for you. Mm. Like, you don't care that you are a zoo animal, that people have come here to gawk at you. Not that the zoo animals are mistreated. You know what? Because they were unbothered. Think about this. In any animated film, right, there's usually some kind of vulture or crow, and it's always, like, not a good guy. It might not be the villain, but they're not good guys. They're just, like... Anti-heroes. Yeah. Yes. They're, like, they, like, sit there and talk shit. They, like, mind their business and, like... Yep. Talk shit about people. They don't give a flip about what anybody yes. thinks. Yes. They don't they don't care. They're just that, doing themselves. Because everything is wrong with the planet. I think not long ago I read a story that there is an issue on Earth or wherever they are that we're losing vultures because vulture I, I'll throw this I'll say this and you guys can probably figure it out. So vultures apparently prevent the spread of diseases mm-hmm. well because they're eating carcasses because they up. eat stuff yes yeah. so that's it, gross with less vultures more viruses can get out i put like what what would cause them to go away because the they're fact that the dead bo- oh the vultures closer to the top of the food chain you know don't what I'm know saying? maybe maybe they don't have enough food maybe what they eat is killing them maybe people are killing them yeah, yeah. interesting um uh I saw a story today. TPS decided they will be spending a good deal of their ARPA money on things that people might not necessarily see, like cosmetic enhancements, but they're going to be hiring uh, more mental health professionals in schools. Is that that something that's going on at TSA? Um, I don't know about specifically mental health, but I know that we moved to... uh, excuse me, to have a guidance counselor specifically for sixth grade. Um... So that because we pull from a bajillion different school districts, they all come in from different places, different academic levels. And um, it can be it can be challenging for sixth graders to get their handle on um, on stuff. So we've beefed up our guidance department just in general. Um, So I think that that will help because we do need to take care of our kids mental health. And I think that that's that's important. I think it leads to their academic success then when they're safe and feel validated in their school. I agree with all of that. I have a larger question. Why do we have to do that as more and more teachers and educators have needed to turn into counselors um, which is wonderful, but a burden on them and takes away from whether you question curriculums or not, 
Um, and I don't mean like we shouldn't have Anne Frank books in the school. I mean the kind of things like where teaching to test and, and, and some of the other things that are when, when it comes to budgets and things that come from the state, what, what has to be achieved. Um, why is that a necessity, in your opinion, that we need more mental health help for kids in school? I honestly don't know, but I absolutely agree with you that these teachers are taxed with not only just meeting state standards, but taking care of these kids. And I don't know if it's, I know everyone wants to point their their finger at the phones and the social medias, but I really don't think that's helping. Um, and I think that we just, that, that needs to be dialed back a whole lot, but I don't know how to do that. And I, I think a lot of it has to start at home. I mean, it takes a village to raise a kid, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what is so much d- different now. I mean, I know that you know world events and and even current events, quote unquote, that happen in the United States are more visible because the kids are always on their phone, so they're they're absorbing all of that media all the time and so that's just compounding on what they're already trying to focus on which is Mm -hmm. their schoolwork so I don't know if that's a part of it whereas like me growing up unless the news was on when I was doing my homework I didn't know like we would talk about news articles and stuff and you know once a week you'd have to bring in a news article of something that you found interesting but we weren't being bombarded with world news and all these things and our parents, you know, fighting about politics and all this stuff and, you know, people struggling to survive because it's, you know, they're making minimum wage. I I don't know if it's just a lot of those compound issues. They're feeling it. We had even at home. We everybody has problems. And that's not sure. to dismiss anything that you said. But our problems and this is not to say that we shouldn't have had some type some type of mental health assist, assistance when we were in school it would have been helpful um, and everything you say is accurate but here here's my my butt or here's where I will point the finger at and I'm not talking about like Alex and I had uh, David Bush on the uh, commissioner of save our community I'm not talking about those kids I'm talking mm-hmm. about your kids how how old are the parents of your students they I mean they are there's a wide range. Like there's, I mean, I could easily have a sixth, 7th, 8th grade kid. Um, I know there are some kids that have older parents that are almost grandparent age. So it's really a pretty wide spectrum for us. Okay. Um, I, I would say for kids that maybe are a little younger than yours, like middle school and below, they've got parents in your age group. Yeah. M- middle age and older millennials. I think it's their fault. Because because I think many of them. This is my this is the the, the the tentpole of my theory. Yeah, I think in the late eighties and nineties when they came of age, single parenthood became less of a stigma. Pretty common. Whereas yeah. people our parents' age, nobody got divorced. Whether it was some dumb Catholic reason or it's just you figured it out mm-hmm. or you lived and hated one another and you you made it work. Single parenthood for moms and dads became a thing. First for moms, and then it was like, whoa, we need to apply that to, to dads, too. Um, and I think that is what might have birthed part of the trophy kid generation. Everybody gets trophies. But yeah. what we didn't look at was neither mom nor dad said no as often as they could have or should have or punish the kid because they didn't want to be in the bad grace of that kid. Totally agree. And now... Um, 
those kids are parenting fourth graders and because they weren't emotionally challenged or taught at home, they have no idea what to do with their own kid. I I I agree with that because I see that um and I am actively trying to be not a harsh disciplinarian, but like I I'm not going to play no games and and but I I don't know that that is a majority or even enough to kind of explain the really wide set issues of mental health. Like, I, I don't disagree. But it comes from somewhere. And so, yeah. somebody's got to sit you down and, and talk to you about that stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure most parents do. And maybe the volume, what you talked about, is problematic. Like, I will never forget when I got the Magic Johnson talk from my dad. And I knew what AIDS was because it was taught in school. But when Magic Johnson pulled the curtain down and idiots stopped going, oh, this is just for gay people. Right. Um, like anybody. That's when my dad sat me down. We had, a, we had a talk. And I actually, I don't even remember why. I was in therapy when I was in like first grade. I had no idea why I wound up there. It may have been when I was burning shit in my grandmom's house. So I was early on in my life, my parents, you know, embraced the therapy. And look, I could be way off base, but I do know that more marriages and relationships than ever from the 90s on for one reason or another, didn't work out. Whether it was just amicable or it was hateful, but I'm sure baked into that was a lot less discipline, so that the parents could stay in the good graces. And if a kid is not being disciplined as often as they likely should be, um, well, when that kid grows up and has kids, how are they going to parent? So yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, maybe it is the the marriage. I that is an issue. I think kids are suffering from some lack of discipline some lack of uh hard knocks um yeah. tough the, love that kind of stuff and, and not the belt i don't i don't want to i don't want to i got the belt i don't want to call them <laughs> snowflakes because that's not that's not nice it's derogatory but i think the pendulum swung where yeah everybody gets a trophy we have to be super worried about everybody's feelings and there's a difference between coddling and teaching your kids to be accepting but also know right from wrong Mm -hmm. and and i'm hoping that the pendulum i mean i'm late to my like like i said i have a not two-year-old and most of the people i know have kids in junior high but i'm hoping the pendulum kind of swings back to a middle area where these these kids now in in elementary school and middle school are growing up with a lot more acceptance, a lot more understanding of different cultures and and the LGBTQ stuff, like being more accepted and and having awareness and discussions about that, but also having harsher discipline. There is a right and wrong. Not everybody just gets something for free. Like you actually have to work for things. You have to work for the money you make. You have to work for the accomplishments and the trophies. Um, so there, there needs to be some middle ground. Um, and hopefully that, that starts to happen because I, I agree. I see a lot of me, me, me eyes, me, me, me eyes, a lot of entitlement. It, a lot of it. And I, 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 one of the things I want to work with of the 
several dozen with my therapist. I would like to be better with distress tolerance, which is yeah. something which is something why I, I wanted to go after DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, um, because I've been very fortunate. Um, my parents took great care of me, have helped me financially and, and, and in many other ways. And for the most part, I've gotten what I have wanted. Now, whether a lot of that is I've, I've worked for it, I've earned these things, but sometimes I'm disappointed in myself when something doesn't go as I, I would. I feel that a little more harshly than I'd like to. But the good thing is I move on after like this acute period of something. Yeah. Um, I have no idea where I was going with that deeply intellectual no, but I, thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I myself have complete meltdowns because I'm like, I'm not where I think I should be. I'm not making what I think I should. And that's all hypothetical in my head that I make up for myself based on, you know, how I grew up or how successful my parents are but I would never assume a that my parents are going to take care of me b that I should be at the level where my parents are right now because Mm -hmm. I have my own journey they worked for that I have to pave my own way and I think some people some kids get lost in that where it's like well my my parents like they just assume that the level that they grew up with is what they should maintain regardless and that's not the case. Like I think, you become an adult, you're on your own. Like now it's up to you to either be as successful as you want to be or flounder and and fail, but that's it's there should never be an expectation that you're just going to be successful. I think that's shattering a bit with the shattering of the American dream, which is really for people coming to this country who are yeah. like truly oppressed. Right. Um, as opposed to people that are living here. Right. I, I think some of that's shattering. I remember my point when I said that with distress tolerance and whatnot. Probably an overlooked feature of our phones, aside from the cyberbullying and it's the immediacy. Right. Like if I want something, I can get I'm Google smart now. Yep. And that's why kids are maybe reacting or younger people are reacting poorly when they are punished and a disciplined adult will understand and be justified in the punishment, but the child won't understand it because they're so used to getting what they want when they want for the world of convenience that our phones has afforded us so that when they're punished for doing something wrong um, with convenience... With convenience and ease, you're, un- you're you're unable to build up that level against to fight off disappointment. Yeah, you you're not you're not used to to valuing patience. I mean, yeah. think about it, like Thank you. look at Amazon, right? Mm. Any, I remember elementary school, junior high, right? That's kind of what we're talking about. If I wanted something from like that that toy that you wanted for Christmas, you were either waiting till Christmas and hoping that Santa was going to bring it, or you were going to do chores. Mm-hmm. To save up the money to then have someone be able to drive you to the store to purchase that item. What happens now? Probably they beg long enough that mom and dad open their phone, get on Amazon, order it, and it comes the next day. That millennial mom who doesn't want to disappoint their kid or cannot have their own patience right. for whatever reason to go, no me- no means no. And that that is the hardest thing as a parent is like just... Simple stuff, right? My kid's in the back seat. She's, I pick her up from the babysitter. She's hungry. She's hungry all the time. 
if she doesn't have a snack in her bag, she's probably going to cry the entire road trip home. And instead of me stopping in a convenience store and grabbing her a snack and spending my money just so that she stops crying, I'm going to say, honey, we can have a snack as soon as we get home, but you have to be patient. That's that every time that happens, like that's what I tell her because she has to understand and she's not quite too. This might be a little harsh, but I need her to understand that I can't fix it immediately. I'm driving. We're not there yet. You have to wait. That's just how it is. And it's, yeah, like I, you can get everything at the, the snap of a, a finger. A great example to strip this down that is applicable to everyone listening right now is think how fucking irate we are when we have to order something that can't get it delivered to us in seven days or less. Right, like because we're so, now we're programmed that way. We're so you. Oh, Amazon will have it here the next day. We'll, uh, we'll order it up. But when someone has the when something has the audacity, like if you get a shipping delay, like because we're so used to the ease and convenience. In fact, the only thing you could yeah. order before was pizza. Yeah, and it's thirty. You could order pizza. Thirty otherwise, minutes or less, it's free. Right. Otherwise, put clothes on, put on a bra because we have to go to a restaurant, or you're cooking at home. But then again, like I, I am not ignorant to that. Everything is relative to the circumstances of the, of the time. Right. So maybe doing that was more convenient than waiting thirty minutes and hoping Domino's would do thirty one so you get it for free. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think we have done a pretty good job painting the the picture here, painting on the canvas of, of why kids need that mental health help. The, the, the simple is they're not getting it at home where many kids did. And there is something wrong with that, but there's also something understandable about that. Right. We just, we just need to do better as, as parents with like making sure that it's, it's all about balance, right? Like we can, we can treat our kids if we have the money and and can can do that. If you can do that, that's great. But there has to be a balance with making them wait, making them earn stuff. Like they have to understand that there's a value to to working hard and that that's how they can be successful. They can't just get it. It's not everyone gets to be at the same level. You, you got to work for it. And you know, there it's it's just about balance. There has to be both. You can, you can spoil your kids and 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 say, you know, I'm going to give my kids what I didn't have. That's fine. But part of that is learning the lessons that you learned when you didn't have all that. And you can give them what you didn't have and what you did get. The right. belt. <laughs> right. And I don't, I don't mean that, but I just mean the punishment and the discipline. Um, and you're probably a lousy job. You're probably doing a lousy job as a parent. Um, and your kid will need lots of mental health help um, that you'll have to take them to or they'll have to get at school. If your kid, as a little child, Maddie's age, doesn't know or understand the fear of uh, an arm swinging back at you, hearing, I will turn this car around. <laughs> we don't have to resort to violence, but it's true. Like, But the fear of it is good. <laughs> but, you know, they, they say, put the fear of God in your kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you are... Parents are not their friends. You are the parent. You are their guardian and the person that has to take care of them. And all that pressure is on you. But it's important. Like, it's, we just, we have to do a better job of, of, studies have shown that kids 
prefer structure. They prefer discipline because then they can navigate right and wrong. And it's not just Lord of the Flies out here. Like kids prefer that. It might not seem like it because they're going to test that system, but they're going to be better human beings coming out of that because they've had the structure and discipline. They thrive on that. As we know, it took me a long time to learn because it seems counterintuitive, mostly because of the look of some of them. The dogs are okay in the crates. Absolutely. Sometimes they enjoy it because that's their safe space. Yep. I think that's it. Drop the mic. I'm there done. There you go. Do we have anything? Do we, what are you doing this weekend? What am I? We're going to the Sandusky County Fair. Oh, that'll be hillbilly-ish. No. Nah. It'll be fun. Maddie will have a blasty blast. What are her sure. favorite things at the fairs? I'm sure the food. She, um, she enjoyed, I'm sorry, she enjoyed Pride, right? Her, she her did. Stri- she loved Pride. You know what? It was a little hot. Because I was thinking in my mind that it was going to be cloudy and overcast and kind of rainy. Because that's what I prepped myself for. It was muggy. And then we got down there and it was like blazing sun, heat stroke. So she she got a little bit crabby. But she she did enjoy herself because it was basically Halloween trick or treat. Right. Like we came away from that parade and she had a giant plastic bag full of candy and toys. Keep that in mind for the Jeep Fest next year, because uh, when I went to go visit, I saw my friend's kids. They all had, like, a bucket full of candy, oh which I gosh. thought you weren't allowed to throw candy during parades anymore. Well, you were a pride, because right. that stuff was apparent everywhere. Um, and uh, Candace made an appearance on Friday. I'm, I didn't tell you. I apologize, but I'm glad you had a good time on Friday. I wasn't that bad, but I did have a lot of fun. I'm glad you did. I did. Uh, which day is Sandusky County Fair you're going? Uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Okay. I might go out to the Glass City Jazz Fest on Sunday. That should be good. Yeah. Kim Bueller will be out there. Uh, yeah, because she's a big name. When I saw Megan mm-hmm. last night, I said, are any of your people or kids going? And she said, it's a lot of like out-of-towners. And I saw that they wanted to get some headliners, but there's only one person bigger than Kim here, and that's Ramona, right? Yeah, but she, I don't think she's on it, which is weird. But per- maybe, she was, she, maybe she was unavailable? It's possible. Okay. Well, uh, have a lovely weekend and uh, do some ed- do some TikTok editing for that video and get it posted for Josh. It's too so you- soon. I got to wait till he's not in pain. He'll be okay <laughs> with a million views and a paycheck coming from TikTok. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get a million views. Maybe if I put it on like America's Funniest Videos. Is that still a thing? I think so. I don't know. If you do some fancy editing, like you zoom in to Maddie going, Dad, you okay? I just and- stop it like right mid-fall and it's like, oh no. Oh no. Yes. Oh no, 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 no. Because that's what I was thinking in my head. 